Hello! Welcome to the Holistic House Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center, healthcare practitioner, occupational therapist, and holistic wellness advocate. I'm excited to share with you natural, evidence-based, and effective solutions for a thriving and healthy life. Explore the world of nutritional medicine, essential oil therapy, and clean, toxin-free living. Become educated and empowered to transform your health for a more vibrant and happy life. Well, hello, loves, and happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Holistic House Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie, and I am so grateful and honored that you chose to take time out of your busy day to spend with me. If you are new to the show, I invite you to just take a deep breath and grab your favorite cup of tea and just relax with me for the next hour or so. Don't get into your head. Just listen. This is a safe space where we have some real talk about what affects our health and wellness. My interviews are raw and honest. We talk about the messy things because guess what? Life is messy. Life isn't some sexy Instagram post, right? And honestly, I think that's what makes it beautiful and worth living. Last week, I did something really uncomfortable for me, uncomfortable, and I shared my story with you and I spoke about my two passions, which equally devour my heart, and that's wellness and storytelling. This podcast has really given me a platform to integrate both of those passions together. I started out with episodes that are more or less facts and figures, and I really wanted to work to integrate more storytelling because that's how people heal. That's how people get better as they hear stories of inspiration. And I think that those are just as meaningful as the facts and figures. So I have a really special treat for you all today. This episode is all about showing up for yourself and learning self-love. And uh, my interview is with Caroline Elward. She is both a storyteller and a self-love mentor. And I just know you're going to leave this episode with a little more grace for yourself and hopefully for others too. This is, this is probably my favorite episode so far, and I'm really excited to see what you all think. If you like this episode, please consider leaving a rating and review. It means the world to me to hear from you and to get your feedback, and it really helps me to spread the word. And I think that today's message is so important. Um, I will take all the help I can get in spreading the word. So we recorded this episode on the day that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, and she is someone who I've always looked up to as not just a leader for women, but gosh, a leader for humanity. So I just wanted to use this platform to pay some homage to her. She had a rare talent for expressing a respectful dissent. She was firm, but gentle. She disagreed without being disagreeable and also without being persuaded to change her own perspective, which I think is, is an art in itself. She ardently fought for women's rights and I will forever be thankful for her and her hard work and dedication to equal rights for all humans. 
If you want to learn some fun facts and, and figures about her, you can check out, um, I have an Instagram post about her. So you can find me at holistic Stephanie Marie, and it's the post with a picture of her on it. Okay. I don't mean to take like a complete 180, uh, but I wanted to talk about my September product of the month. Cause this is the last time you'll hear from me about it. It is glycogenics and this is just a really innovative B complex formula that supports healthy homocysteine levels, a healthy energy metabolism and a healthy stress response. And I'll provide a link in the show notes to the product. If you use the code holistic house at checkout, checkout, you can get 10% off. I'm also giving away a free bottle this month to um, a beloved listener. If you Uh, rate and review my podcast and you send me a screenshot of it, I will enter you in a drawing for a free bottle of glycogenics. So I'll pick the winner on September 30th to, to uh, submit for this. You just need to send me a screenshot and you can send me a screenshot directly at my website at holistichouse.org. You shoot me an email from there. You can find me on Instagram at Holistic Stephanie Marie, or if you are on Facebook, you can find me uh, on the Holistic House Facebook page. So I just wanted to mention that I I really do the giveaway because I want to get this product in your hands, and I feel like that's a, a pretty fair way to do that. That way I'm um, literally drawing names out of a hat. This is a, a really great product, a really great company, and I fully support them. And yeah, I just want to get them, get their stuff out into the world. So please consider uh, entering to win for that. It is, everybody could use a B-complex, to be honest. It's, it's a really great, great healing supplement. Uh, I have two wellness programs running right now that I wanted to mention. My October essential oils masterclass will be on Wednesday, 1028 at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is a completely free course to join, and this class is amazing because we talk all about the therapeutic uses of essential oils. I've been doing a ton of research over the years on on kind of just the efficacy in 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 their use in different areas of of health and wellness, and I have a pretty con- comprehensive knowledge on the subject. And in this class, I take a deep dive into 10 specific ones that I feel like have a variety of uses that you can use from like cleaning countertops to safely repelling bugs to taking care of your body. Um, If you're interested, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up, or you can visit my site at holistichouse.org and you can find the masterclass from there. I just had my free low low tox life course last night. So a big thanks to all who came for that. That was really fun. I love sharing knowledge on, on toxins and how they affect our body. And, um, it just really fills my cup to be able to share that knowledge with others, because I think that, you know, when we know better, we do better and spreading that knowledge, hopefully people will We'll make some small changes in their life to reduce toxicity. And you all know from my story that toxins are, is a big, plays a big role in my own health story. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. Registration for my October cohort of my 10 day liver detox is open. That was kind of my 
free class was kind of my kickoff to the registration. I'm only going to take 10 people this time. Uh, so if you're interested, you might want to grab your spot today. I, I really can't predict how fast it's going to fill up. I'm looking at doing another free low tox life course sometime in the near future, but that will, that will be for the September or sorry for the November signup. So uh, if you're interested in learning more before taking the big step into doing, doing the 10 day detox, you might want to consider going to that first. Um, just stay tuned for announcements for that. I'm kind of getting into getting into a groove of rolling that out because I've I just started the program in June. And so um, I've seen some really great results. I've seen some really great healing and yeah, I'm really, that that's kind of my baby. I'm, I'm really proud of this program and the way that it's helping people. It certainly helped me when I needed it. And I wish, I wish this program would have existed back when I was going through what I was going through because I could have used it back then, but I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunity to create it. Um, to, to recognize the need and create it. Okay, so I think we're ready to dive, dive into today's episode, huh? Let me introduce my guest to you. Caroline Aylward is the creator of Get a Helmet, which is a platform focused on heart-centered storytelling through the use of film, audio, and the body. Through Get a Helmet, she works with women as an anxiety, self-worth, and body love mentor. As a filmmaker, she finds any way she can to connect others through the power of story, which is why I just really, really admire her. I think not only does she have a beautiful heart and a beautiful story, but she connects others through the power of story. And I just, I think that that is just such a meaningful life. Um, Her work helps women walk the pathways to anxiety freedom, basically, through deeply loving and trusting their bodies. The Get a Helmet podcast is a place where she she kind of has compilations of different kinds of episodes. She does meditation episodes, which are amazing. If you're ever in a bind and you just need a meditation, hers are so like, I just feel so safe doing her meditations. I don't really know another way to describe that, that feeling, but I just, I think her meditations are really wonderful and really help me to get out of my head in terms of my own self-image, my own, like, I think we all kind of have like those body hating habits. And I think she does a really good job in breaking that thought process through meditation. And then she also has episodes where she uses storytelling or where she interviews guests and she talks about topics like creativity and spirituality and entrepreneurship and wellness. She's just kind of very versatile. Um, In today's interview, we talk about like on the most basic form, what it's like to be a human woman. Uh, We talk about what it looks like to truly love yourself. And Caroline shares some really great strategies for dealing with your inner critic. She shares with us the inspiration behind her short film in this body, which I think everybody, after you listen to this episode, click the link in the show notes and please watch it. It's a four minute video and it is so, so powerful. And I think it really shows kind of what her hope for all women is. And this conversation is delightfully witty and enlightening 
So please help me in giving Caroline a warm holistic house welcome. Welcome, Caroline. I'm so excited to have you share this space with us today. Um, I know my audience is really grateful for you to be here. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and the journey that led you to what you, the amazing things you do today? Well, um, first of all, I am very happy to be here and very honored to be here and um, to connect with your community. I you know, I do the work that I do and I am the way that I am because of really intense experiences uh, with anxiety and panic attacks and hating my body, hating my body, not trusting it um, and feeling like I was not worthy, worthy of feeling good, worthy of being safe, worthy of being loved. And um, I realized that all three of those things were really feeding into each other. So, I mean, I, I think I was, I was anxious as a, as a young girl. I think it's, it's part of my nervous system, part of my, just like biologically, but it wasn't until I got into high school, my parents went through a really tough divorce, lots of like family things happened. And I started having what I can now identify as panic attacks. And back then I didn't know what was going on. I felt like I was dizzy. I felt like I was disconnected from my body, like lots of disassociative feelings um, shortness of breath, heart palpitations, so much hypochondria, just like all of these, these things. And, um, I was in a doctor's office like once every week thinking there was something wrong with me when I was like 18 or 19. And yeah, I just started to really feel into like what I was experiencing. And, you know, I'd been offered a few different medications from different doctors and, um, something inside of me just said, you need to find out more, you know, like taking something for this right now doesn't sound supportive because you don't know why you need to take this. Like what's at the root of this issue. And I am like a huge advocate of uh, mental health and prescription medication. Uh, but, and I've taken it, but at that moment I was like, hold on, but what's going on with me? Like, why am I feeling this much anxiety? Why am I having these panic attacks? And so, yeah, I just kind of, um, through a series of events was led to different kind of holistic healing modalities. My, my aunt on my dad's side was always a little hippy dippy, like taking some supplements and telling me to stir this powder in my water. And I was kind of like, okay. So I just started doing things like that and um, went off to college, felt better. Panic attacks came back and I ended up with a really amazing therapist and finding all these different programs that, showed me ways to heal the anxiety because um, it got so bad to the point where I couldn't leave my house. I felt like sheer terror at the idea of going to the grocery store. I didn't get on an airplane for five or six years after traveling my entire life. I was having panic attacks, multiple panic attacks every day at one point. And so it led me to yoga. It led me to meditation. It led me to completely changing what I was putting into my body, the things I was saying to my body. It really invited me to dig deep and figure out what's going on inside. What do I need? And how to kind of find this pathway to loving myself. Long story short or long, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a beautiful story. And you know, you are like a girl after my own heart when you say, 
kind of the, the doctors were treating the what and not the why and that you had, yeah. I'm like so impressed that you had that intuition to ask yourself, why am, why is my body going through these things? Why is my mind going through these things? And so that kind of leads me to, to another question. Like, is there any one thing that you found like the most helpful or was it a combination of things or how did you, how did you get to where you are now? Because you have this awesome practice now where you, you, you know, work with people who had similar experiences as you. Totally. Yeah. And I think that the number one thing that I needed to hear and feel and believe was that I'm okay, Mm. that there's nothing wrong with me, that anxiety is an epidemic, that so many people, including people listening to this, have experienced it on some level. And um, it can manifest itself in all of these wacky ways, physical Mm -hmm. sensations, you know, insomnia, all of these crazy ways. And so, you know, I think the biggest thing was me committing to believing that. I had to start meditating because I I found that that was the one thing that uh, I was able to find any kind of like interruption in the fear cycle in my brain was meditation and just full surrender mm-hmm. and becoming a witness to the thoughts that I was having, to the fear that I was experiencing emotionally, physically, and um, being able to allow it to be there. And I worked with a coach. His name's Barry McDonough. He was on my podcast, um, the Get a Helmet podcast, and he had this technique. I think now he's transitioned into it being an app, but his program was called panic away. And I remember my dad, like sending me some email about it and me just being like, okay, dad, like panic away. What? Like, and I got to the point where I was so desperate, couldn't sleep. Um, I would, I would go to yoga classes and I would feel so much better, but sometimes I would walk into the yoga class and I would literally sit in the lobby thinking like, I can't go into that room. I can't go into that room because as soon as I get in there, the door is going to be closed and I can't leave. And I would be having a full-blown panic attack in the lobby of a yoga class being like, I'm really trying here. You know what I mean? Like, I know the yoga is good for me and it always was. So, you know, back to panic away, um, the technique was to in the midst of a panic attack to number one, allow the fear to be there. And number two, to try to make it worse, to give the fear and the panic some sort of identity, maybe like a little animated character or monster and um, talk to it and, and count down from 21. It was his 21 second countdown of bring it on, make this worse and like fully committing to making it worse because that's how you trick your nervous system into realizing that like, it's not going to get worse. And then Mm -hmm. naturally you'll drop into the parasympathetic and start to feel a little bit of spaciousness and go from like a 10 to a seven. So you can at least breathe and, um, move on with your life. So that was a huge game changer for me as well as completely eliminating excess sugar and processed food from my diet, um, meditating consistently, moving my body consistently. Uh, I stopped drinking coffee. That was a huge one for me. Uh, So it was kind of all of these things that happened at once. Mm. They just became a part of me because I really didn't have any other choice. You know, there were many moments where I was like, I can't continue my life like this. I can't go on. And so I, I didn't have any other choice, but to keep going with the things that made me feel 
feel like 1% better, you know, yeah. and just keep going and keep going so that they could become a practice. Yeah. Lots of different, lots of different things. And it's different for everybody, you know, it's different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've been like totally girl fanning over your podcast, by the way, her, her podcast, everyone is the get a helmet podcast. And she's got some really, Caroline's got some great, um, um, meditations and some just really, I think like pearls of wisdom in there. One that I was listening to this morning was, um, like the title just caught me. It was, I hate my body and I don't know how to stop. And I think that as women, most of my listeners are women, um, Mm -hmm. we can all 100% identify with that. And if you say you can't, you're lying. Like we all have had those moments and you were describing being in the shower and shaving your legs (laughs) and the moment when you, you were like, yeah, I don't normally shave my upper legs, but today I decided what the hell I'm going to do it. And you had a thought that oh, there's an increased area space on my, on my thigh or something has, it, it, it just, and we've all had that thought, right? Like, oh, I don't, especially because like the thigh gap is like a huge un, unhealthy, like trend right now. Right. Like and what? I, but what, but what struck me about it was the fact that you gave yourself permission to acknowledge that thought. Like I haven't, I, I haven't thought about that before you know, I'm, I'm aware of maybe a negative thought or, um, you know, we're all our, our own worst critic, but I I haven't had that like permission necessarily to say, Oh yeah, I had this thought. And then I acknowledged it and let it go away. Mm. Does that like require some sort like for me, that sounds like it would be work, like some brain, like neuroplasticity, brain remapping there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I often say when I'm working with people that this is a practice. This is what you would do to strengthen a muscle in your body, in your physical body, to create a new habit. The same is true for your brain. The same is true for your subconscious. The same is true for your nervous system. And so me being in the shower when I, right before I recorded that episode and starting to shave my legs and being like, oh my gosh, your thigh is bigger than usual or like maybe I haven't really like looked at my thigh in a really long time, you know, like whatever the hell mm-hmm. the thought is to be able to witness it as a thought, because that's all that it is. It's a thought. It's not, it, it is not you. It does not define you. It is merely a thought running through your mind. And that means that your mind is working and doing its job. And I think as women, we are conditioned to believe that we are not good enough. Our bodies are not beautiful enough. Um, we have to look and breathe and act and be a certain way to be considered worthy. And, um, I think that there's a really large correlation. I know that there is between your, how you feel about your body, how you feel the ability to trust your body and the level of anxiety that you feel moving through life. They're all so directly correlated. And I mean, so much of my early life was I started dieting when I was in like the seventh grade. As soon as I got my period, I went from like a kid size to like a woman size. And I'm, you know, I'm taller. I'm a tall woman. I'm 5'10". Like I, you know, I, I would quote unquote been bigger. And, you know, I started to gain weight. I started to get boobs. I started to have hips and, you know, um, 
I was also going through like a traumatic experience at home. <laughs> and um, my body was just like doing its thing. I'm like, like a child, like growing and evolving. And I was hating myself. I slowly started to like nitpick every little thing. I wouldn't even wear, I wouldn't wear a tank top. I would never wear a tank top in public. And like, I'm wearing a tank top right now, you know, like it's because I started to wonder why do I feel this way? And so what if there's extra weight on my body, whether there is, or there isn't, you know, and to, and to really dig deep into that and understand as I have all these more conversations with women that we, like you said, we all feel this way. We all feel like we have to constantly be trying to be smaller. God forbid we take up space as women on this planet, whether it's with our voices or our bodies or our spirits or our emotional energy or whatever it is. I mean, the whole, the mission to empower women is so deep in my heart. And so the, the work of, of that and, um, helping women see the beauty that they have that is so innately theirs um, and the worth that they have that they're born with and helping people move through anxiety are, are why I created Get a Helmet and why I do this work because it is a practice. It is a practice. And I think that me in the shower that day, like without my consistent meditation practice, I would have never been able to be a witness to that thought. Like becoming a witness to that thought is because that's what a mindfulness practice is, mm-hmm. is being able to sit and notice the thoughts come up and not run away with them, but let them just like move through you, observe them, become an observer to your own thoughts. So there's a lot at play there, but, um, absolutely it's a practice. And five years ago, I would have never been able to do that. I would have shaved my leg and then gotten out of the shower and, um, probably gone for a run or Googled like weight watchers. Honestly, like I remember signing up for Weight Watchers like in college, like four times. And I'm like the exact same size I was in college. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, none of this makes sense. (laughs) And, you know, this is a whole other topic of conversation, just like the word fat and, and, and having fat on your body. It is literally just a thing. It should not define that does not mean that you're unhealthy. It does not mean that you're lazy. It does not mean any of these things that our society coins and pins you for. Uh, and you know, that leads into the film that I created and, and the research that I started doing on body positivity and bodies in general. And, but no, I mean, I mean, years ago, if I'd had that moment in the shower, I would have been in a horrible mood for the rest of the day, feeling terrible about myself. Um, probably ended up dieting for like a week and like counting my calories and, uh, then Lord knows what. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I always have to remind myself too, like, you have these moments of clarity like that too, but then you also have these moments where you slip up and healing. And I think you have mentioned this before too. um, Healing isn't linear, that it's, it's a process. And that um, I think that we kind of, we grow up with the idea that something's wrong and you go to the doctor and they fix it. And that mentality itself isn't healthy, right? Because one day you're going to go to a doctor with a problem. They're going to write you a prescription and it's not going to fix it. And totally. you have it happens that all ex- the time. Yeah. If you have that expectation, then you're kind of setting yourself up to be, to be let down. And so f- 
for me personally, like my, my experience with anxiety is, is a lot different from yours. Mine, um, I have experience with black mold toxicity and that led into leaky gut and just a lot of gut issues. It colonized mm-hmm. in my gut and that festered for a long time. Wow. And like, I wasn't able to tolerate food very well. Like I wasn't, it was just, it was awful. And I would, um, I had to start sleeping on my back because my belly was so swollen. And that's when I started waking up at like 3 a.m. with panic, with what I now know it was panic attacks because my body was trying to tell me like something is wrong, like you need to do something. Um, and that yeah. was kind of a point for me where I became in tune with my body and I was like, okay, I need to listen. Like, like I think so many people f- like don't feel good and they just get used to not feeling good. 100%. And, and don't, don't kind of seek seek that out. Um, or they don't if, believe in their ability to heal themselves or that. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, it's because it, uh, when you don't feel well, it's ter- It's scary. It's really mm-hmm. scary. So you want to turn to someone that you can trust to help you, which would be a doctor. And a lot of the times, you know, do- doctors save lives every day that there's no doubt about that. But, um, what is at the root of the issue that you're experiencing versus exactly. covering it up with a bandaid, you know, and, um, in terms of gut health and, and being completely correlated to our mental health, like our gut is our second brain, uh-huh. um, you know, and your experience with leaky gut. I mean, you should talk to my sister. She's like the gut health expert of the world. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But so many people, so many people have these, these things. I mean, there's so, our bodies are so connected, you know, our, our, yeah. our emotional health, our mental health and our physical health are so connected and our energetic body. They're all so deeply connected. And, you know, we just, we want the easy fix. A lot of the time we want some, we want to feel better now. And sometimes it takes years to heal that. Like me on my anxiety journey and your you with leaky gut and the, and the mold, like it, it takes patience and consistency and time. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, it's such a hard process to be patient with yourself, to allow yourself to feel all of the feelings that come with not feeling well. Totally. And then to, but also to, I think it sounds like a big part of your practice is to believing that it can get better. Like once you started to believe you could get better, kind of remapping your brain. You know, and I, I think the biggest, the biggest piece of all of that is compassion. Mm. It's, it's radical compassion when you're feeling like shit, when you're feeling like you're in pain, when you're feeling like you've really been working so hard and you're not seeing any results or whatever it is, can you shine compassion into every cell of your body, even in those moments, even in the moments when you don't feel like things are, are cool and great, you know, mm-hmm. when, you, when you're feeling in flow. It's the moments when you feel like, oh. I can't button my pants right now. You know what I mean? Like those super triggering moments that it's just like, Hey, and guess what? Like I'm still worthy of all of the abundance and love in the world. And that's, that is the work. That is the work. That is the practice. And compassion, um, is medicine. It is medicine. Yeah. That's a really good point. And, and I agree. I I feel like on the days where, I don't want to meditate where I don't want to do this. Those are the days I need it the most. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, gosh, like I, I, I like to be really honest and transparent about my experience because yes, I can have these moments in the shower where I have this negative voice pop up in my head and then 
be like, no, it's okay. And then I also have the moments where they make me spiral. Like I'm a human being, but I know that the ratio of times has gotten better, you know, where I handle it with more compassion when I can, you know, be there for myself and, and kind of parent and mother myself in the way that I would for a small child or someone that I love, but treat myself that way mm-hmm. and be able to um, give myself that love, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all walking around with these these core beliefs about ourselves that were implanted um, in our subconscious in early childhood. And they affect our behaviors. They affect the way we think about ourselves, the thoughts that we have about ourselves. And um, it's really important to do that work, whether it's with a coach through in some sort of program with a therapist to go in there and understand what is that? What is that underneath you? That's like, keeping you on diets for your entire life. That's um, telling you every single day, like, I don't have it in me to start my own business or whatever the voice is that's holding you back. What's, what belief is in there that's, that's stopping you from moving forward. And for me having experienced anxiety, it was, I'm not safe in my body, you know? And so it's, and I still work through this all the time, just being like Mm -hmm. really, really practicing the feeling of safety in my body, practicing it letting myself feel it and embodying it in meditation, doing hypnotherapy, doing these things to get me there where I'm like on a cellular level experiencing the feeling of I feel safe in my body so that my system knows what it feels like to feel that way. (laughs) That is so powerful. I haven't thought about it like that before, but yeah, just feeling safe, a safe space. So important. So important. So important. Yeah. Giving yourself that gift because, um, we are often, you know, running and working and hustling and going and not so much doing, you know, the, the pausing and the just being and the stillness can be overwhelming for, for a lot of people because we're so used to covering it all up. (laughs) Right. I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, Dr. Mark Hyman's work. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he says we're human, we're human doings, not human beings too often. And that just really, yeah, that really resonates with me. And I, ever since I've heard that, I, I try to ask myself every day, how am I going to be a human being today? Um, Yes. What a sexy man. (laughs) (laughs) his knowledge and like the work that he does is so healing and amazing yeah Yeah. i he has a podcast the the pharmacy the doctor's pharmacy you're you're yes yeah yes it's incredible anyone listening go listen to that podcast too Um, the power of of what we put into our bodies and our body's ability to heal itself is so so phenomenal yeah Yeah. He, yeah. I'm a huge fan, huge fan of him. So when somebody signs up to work with you, what, what does your program look like? What a beautiful question. Um, you know, it's, it's right now, what it looks like is a one-on-one private mentorships with me. And, um, we work on anything from anxiety to self-worth to body image, body positivity, to, um, creating your business to like stepping into this next level of, um, of, of you and, and creativity. Um, it's, it's like life coaching with a big, big spin on (laughs) self-love. That's Mm. kind of like the, my private mentorships. And 
Um, I have an online course as well that's called Out of Fear Into the Body, and it's a four-week-long video course that I'm about to launch again at the end of September. So um, it's I I really launch I'm launching that all on Instagram, which is I'm on Instagram at Get a Helmet underscore. I'm like that's my that's where I hang out. That's where I do all my stuff is on Instagram, and um, yeah, it's a four-week course, and we talk about all of this stuff out of fear into the body. So getting out of this fear-based thought and getting grounded in your body, in the safety mm. and trust of your body. Um, it is for moving through anxiety and low self-worth and loving your body loving your body. So, um, yeah, we, we walk through all, all the core belief work and the subconscious. We learn about the nervous system, some Buddhist psychology, um, neuroscience, like a little bit of it all so that we feel empowered with this knowledge so that when we have these negative thoughts, when we have this level of anxiety or panic attack, that we know what's going on in our body, in our nervous system. I find that that's always, that was so empowering to me to learn about the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system and the power of the brain resorting to fight or flight and how it's like the reptilian part of our brain. And it's, you know, it's been there for so long and it's so well-practiced and that we have to put in work to get ourselves to that rest and digest delicious, Mm -hmm. juicy space that we want to be in and just to know what's going on. And then we walk through a, so many different practices to help you sustain, because I think it's, it's one thing to talk about all of this, to read about all of this. It's another thing to integrate it into your life. Sure. And, um, so, you know, I, my method is the five, 10, 15 method, five minutes of breath work, 10 minutes of meditation, 15 minutes of movement. That's it. Committing to that every single day, because I think there is, there is no way around a daily practice. There's just no way around it for someone who is struggling with these things. So, um, rather than putting the pressure on you to do an hour long hit workout and a 30 minute transcendental meditation, I mean, that sounds great too. And if you got the time and you're feeling great, go for it, but (laughs) at bare minimum, five, 10, 15 every day. And you can at least just check those boxes. If you want to do more, go for it. But, um, I think that that really took the pressure off for me was just to, to show up in some way yeah. every day, um, at my altar, on my mat, um, with my breath in stillness and, you know, in flow and in movement with my body. So yeah, it's a really fun course. It's a really fun course. So it's the private mentorship. It's the course. I got, you know, all these different things on the podcast as well. And a lot of fun things that I'm, that I'm cooking up right now that I'm excited, excited about. (laughs) That sounds so powerful. That's like, you know, it's so many people say things like, I don't have time for that. And you should have, you should have 30 minutes to yourself a day, like just for you, you know, just for you. Totally. And so it sounds like a big ask, but it's really, if you're showing yourself compassion and you're showing yourself self-love, then it yeah. can become a habit. Yeah. Oh, and it, yeah. And that's how you get there, you know, yeah. is, is by, is by practicing it. And I mean, this can look like wake up in the morning, roll out of bed, make your bed, sit back down in your made bed and do five minutes of breath work, set a timer, mm-hmm. five minutes done. Maybe you can carve out 10 minutes in the middle of your afternoon after lunch, there's your meditation. And then instead of driving Uh, maybe park a 15 minute walk away from your apartment and walk those 15 minutes home. Let that be your movement. There's Mm. ways to carve this out into your day. Ideally, I would say it happens all at once in the morning. 
that's yeah. what works best for me. But we all know that is not what every single day looks like. Right. Goodness gracious. Like today I did not have time to meditate this morning, like completely honest. So I'm going to meditate tonight. You know, it's like, I'm not going to sit around and beat myself up for not getting to it. It's not going to serve me in any way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So I'm going to do it tonight. Today was a really beautiful, busy, productive day. And so I'm going to find a little spaciousness tonight. And that's just how, what it's going to look like today. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful that you've learned to like give yourself that grace and give yourself that space to like not, I think for, I mean, I'll just speak for myself. Like it's really easy. And I, and I get a lot of feedback from like my husband and my doctor and people that are close to me, like you're really hard on yourself. And I think Yep. It's probably, I'm probably not the only one. It's probably a lot of people are really hard on themselves. And so I like the flexibility there that you, you know, it's nice if you can do it all in the morning, but don't beat yourself up up over it. If you can't just, I mean, I think it's better than not doing it. Exactly. And I got to a point where beating myself up was not working for me. Sure. Like my anxiety level was so through the roof and I was having such terrifying panic attacks that like I had no choice but to like be easy and be gentle. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, like my anxiety was the greatest gift in that way because it Mm -hmm. showed me the importance of that spaciousness, that flexibility, that rest, um, the importance of it and how productive it is, you know? Um, because we're, we are all, especially women, we are so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on our bodies and, you know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to literally do everything, work, raise the kids or not raise the kids and get married or not get married and look this way and be beautiful all the time and wear this and have this size body and wear your makeup and do your hair. I'm like, good Lord. (laughs) You know, that's a, such an insane amount of pressure. And so I'm just like such an advocate for being a human. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. Let yourself be a human. That's what you are. And mm-hmm. I think that the imperfection that comes with that, the emotion that comes with that, um, the experiences that come with that are gorgeous. That's what connects us all. And that's why like I love being a storyteller because I think by sharing our stories and we talked about this briefly, like that's how we create space for other people to feel and that know that Mm -hmm. they there's space for them here too to be exactly who they are. So, yeah. And I I want to talk more about your film. Um, I loved it. One thing I, I really appreciate about Caroline, everyone is we have like it just, I think we both share the same passions and it's really unique because she is a filmmaker um, and a producer and she is also a holistic health advocate, right? She does yoga and she does, she works with people um, on kind of changing their mindsets and and self-love. And those are, as you all know, my two passions. I love holistic health and I love storytelling and filmmaking. And so it was such like, I was like just, beyond happy when I met you because I don't know anybody else like that. And so it's kind of cool that you, you pursue both of those things in such a beautiful way that they, they connect. And I think that in this body is a film where you're connecting those two passions. Mm -hmm. Um, So if, if you don't care to kind of explain, explain kind of the message behind the film. And then I, then I have some questions about your artistic style and all that. 
Oh, yes. I love this. So um, In This Body is a short dance film that I started conjuring up last summer. It is dedicated to women's body image and self-worth. Um, I shot it here in Boston and uh, with the help of a team of all women, the entire cast and crew are female or female identifying. And every person in the film was someone that came to me because they saw me talking about it on Instagram and it resonated with them. Someone in the community that was like, I think I'm ready to do this. So it became this healing experience for everyone involved to stand in their power, to move through any judgment they have towards their bodies. Like in the film, which you can watch it, it's on my Vimeo and we can you know, I yeah. can send it to you. Oh, I have and, uh, the link in the show notes for sure. Yeah. Perfect. So it's like available on the internet. Um, it's super short and sweet and it's, it packs, it packs a punch. So, um, everyone involved in that film, it, it, including myself, it was a healing experience. So, um, I started kind of like having these visions and dreams about making a piece to empower women to feel good about their bodies, to feel beautiful in their bodies and the connection that movement plays in that because I grew up dancing and I um I'm a dancer as well I lead dance circles on Instagram I'm flailing flailing around the place a lot on Instagram lives so um there this beautiful connection between empowerment and moving through fear by moving your body and I I love like when I teach dance especially when we could back in the day do it in person watching a group of people go from kind of their body is closed off and they're not really willing to do the things that I'm doing. And then they kind of move through it and they start to do it and it starts to feel really good. And I'm encouraging them to move in a way that feels good and to drop what it looks like and to feel into how much joy they're feeling by just allowing themselves to take up space with their body. So that's what we did on set essentially. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was the best day ever. The shoot day was incredible. The premiere in Boston on International Women's Day was incredible. It just got into a film festival uh, here mm-hmm. in New England. So um, I'm super excited about it. I mean, I filmmaking and dance are my like childhood, super authentic self uh, passions. And um, you know, through Get a Helmet, I make films as well. I make what I call brand documentaries for female identifying small business owners artists and change makers in the world. Mm. And, um, I take them through this process of let's talk about what you're doing and why you do it. And let's tell your story and do this in a really beautiful, creative, um, heart centered way. And so I'm really excited to release more of those into the world because there are so many incredible women doing incredible things everywhere. And, um, if you're starting a business or you want to get your art out into the world, like video content is the number one way to do it. And so um, that's what I'm doing through Get a Helmet as well. So it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And, and in this body was kind of the beginning of all of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what is like the overall message you're trying to say with this, with this, I don't, this musical story? Yeah. The overall message is that you are enough. I mean, very simply that regardless of what your body looks like, uh, regardless of how old you are or what your hair looks like or what you've accomplished in your life or how much money's in your bank account, that you are enough. You're enough. And I mean, I, I feel like I should say more words than that, but that's just really it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's super powerful. 
uh, I mean, like I'm kind of tearing up <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I know I get it. Y'all need to just see this, 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 um, video. It's just, it, it's like, it's almost like you, and I don't know, did you, did you interview these women and kind of write down their inner dialogue and that's where you came up with the words or how did you come up with kind of the script? So the, the script and the voiceover that you hear are, is audio from interviews with these women. It is directly from the interviews that I did with no, with no camera on. We just did it in kind of this style. And, um, rather than me interjecting and like having a podcast conversation, I just Mm -hmm. asked a question and let them roll. And we kicked it off with a meditation and did it in a really quiet kind of intimate setting. And so that, cause talking about this shit is heavy, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. And I, I would ask them like, you know, how would you describe your body? If you were to use the word she, how would you describe yourself? And then they, I would say positive things. And they'd be like, she is powerful. She is strong. And I would, they would just go off. And then they would say the negative things too. Like she is unworthy. Hmm. She is uh, fat, you know, using the word fat in a negative way. She is um, all of these things. And then, you know, we would do the negative stuff first. And then I would kind of let us breathe, clear the space energetically. And then I would encourage them to go big with the positives. And so that's what you're hearing in the, um, in the film. And I actually have on my podcast, some of more of the dialogue from the interviews. So I have like an, in this body sneak peek on there as well. Um, Cause they're just so powerful listening to these women talk about like themselves and their bodies and feeling powerful. I just like earth shattering. It's yeah. like so profound. So yeah, the interview process um, was like that. I, I interviewed three women. Um, two of them are in the film. One of them is not. Um, yeah, it was just like conversational, had some questions yeah. planned, went with some more organic stuff and that was it. Yeah. That's wow. I didn't know that when I saw the the film, that that's what that was. It was the raw interview that makes it even more powerful. Honestly, if it's a real story. Yeah, totally. It's their words. And that was important to me because Mm -hmm. that's, it's just another testament to how um, necessary this message is Yeah, and how strong um, these feelings are and how much pressure we feel. And, um, yeah, I, I wanted it to come from their mouth. You know, I thought about writing a script and of course you could write something beautiful. I'm sure it would have been amazing, but it just, that's my process. That's what I do with my brand documentaries too. So yeah. it's it kind of, it's for now, that's my process. <laughs> no, it's, it's super authentic. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to say or what's going to come from that. And that's, that's kind of part of the art too, right? Yeah. The, the part of the craft. Yeah, totally. And then creating a story from their words, basically. So do you find you, is there any one story in there that you related more to, or do you, can you understand, you relate to them all? I mean, I could relate to all of them in, in many different ways, you know, Mm. especially talking about like the physical, talking about how low you can feel about your physical body and how it's scary to move your body while everyone's looking at it and feel this judgment when, and, and how, how would it feel to be there and to let that fear rise up to the surface and to breathe and to know that you're okay. You know, even watching a woman go through that process is healing. Being the woman going through that process is healing. 
So um, it was a big old day with lots of good vibes. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Yeah. So I have an artistic question. Yes. You had each of the characters dress in like black, almost like leotard and shorts, or I'm not really sure, uh, with a white background. What was kind of your thought process there? Yeah. So we have the, the quote unquote hero women that are showcased. And then there's the dancers in the background because my friend Wisty was the choreographer and um, some people from the dance community became the, the kind of background dancers. And I don't even want to okay. say background. They were such a huge part of the right. film. Um, but I, I, I wanted to draw less attention to the image of like what, what people are wearing. Um, I wanted to bring, focus the attention on the feeling. Ah, and so okay. having everybody in a neutral space and just like very plain clothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't want any patterns or anything going on. Like I wanted it to be very minimal because mm -hmm. I want the focus to be on what's being said, the emotion that's being felt. And, um, yeah, yeah. And kind of having everybody on this, like even playing field of just wearing like simple black clothing, uh, unifying everyone's uh, message and, um, voice. Awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. I loved it yeah. so much. I'm so glad. Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm like sharing it with everybody I know, like you need to see this and oh, that's so like, sweet. I mean, so I have to ask, so this, like, how do you feel the timing of this film speaks to kind of, and you've touched on this a little bit, but just like the current social climate of, of women today, because mm -hmm. I know this is, um, this is kind of um, a unique and powerful time to be a woman, an exciting yeah. time because yeah. we, we are, um, and I loved the way you, you phrased like before that we're kind of taught not to take up space. I, mm -hmm. I never thought about women like that before, but you're mm. spot on. We're taught to be small, have small voices, speak when spoken to. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, how did, how did that play a role in your, in your creation of the film and the timing of all of this? Oh my gosh. I honestly, it just like moved through me. I, I know that sounds weird, but I, I've always had an interesting relationship with body image and self-love. And so doing that work. And then I think honestly, the, the timing of uh, the Me Too movement and yeah. just getting really um, feeling more connected to the, um, the underlying issues that women experience all of the time and, and, and really starting to feel into how deeply rooted they are. And so kind of the, kind of a culmination of those things like me too movement happening, Donald Trump being elected as president, and then, uh, me moving through my own self-love and body love journey. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just started, you know, and having this relationship with movement and dance, I was like, you know what? I think I want to tell a story about women feeling fucking powerful. And I hope I can say that on the show. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> but I just, I was starting to feel really energized by getting yeah. that message out. And, um, one thing led to another. I just stayed up all night creating the treatment for the film. And then I had a dinner party at my house where I invited, I think 10 or 11 women in the community over all different kind of creative industries. And, I cooked food for them for my sister's cookbook. We meditated together. And then I pitched them basically this treatment 
where I put all these photos and inspirational things together in this document. And every woman in the room was like, how can I help? And you get a room of powerful women together and that shit will happen. So, I mean, this was my idea and all of that, but like without the team of people that helped me get, do this, it would not have happened. I mean, I had a producer, I had two people shooting, I had an entire team lighting, I had people running around, getting us food, driving us places, um, helping me raise money. I had fundraising events, like the amount of community and help by women for women was um, so, so beautiful. And, um, and that's, that's, again, like the power of community and the power the realization that like as a woman you don't need to and shouldn't do everything on your own you know i think mm. learning how to receive help learning how to ask for help um yeah it was a whole year of my life honestly i just don't even know what to say to that <laughs> that is so <laughs> oh. So much fun, so much fun. And so I, I just want to continue making things, telling stories with this message yeah. and the brand documentaries are, are, are doing that. So I'm really excited to put them out into the world and I would love to turn in this body into um, a web series, like a documentary series mm-hmm. and interview more people on this topic and include, you know, all beings in the conversation eventually. Cause I think, um, not loving ourselves is another epidemic like anxiety. You know, it's like, we're, we're really taught how to not love ourselves. And so it's important to do that work mm. to, to fall in love. That is so beautiful. But, <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think something happens along cause I mean, when you're a kid, I feel like you have that, you have that self-love and it's like, it's, it's a learned behavior. And why do we, why do we learn this? And why do we do this to ourselves? And why do we, I mean, I feel like it's so easy for us to be compassionate towards others and so hard for us to be compassionate towards ourselves. Yeah. It's like the mystery of love. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. It's like we give, give, give. Yeah. But I think that's part of the power in your message and your story is that you're, you're changing that, that frame of mind and you're giving women permission to take space and to own, own their bodies and to be proud and to be, and to feel love. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I think, and I think that's done by sharing our experiences and sharing our stories and lifting each other up. You know, it's like, we've all got it in us. There's so much power in every single one of us. It's just about like, okay, let me give you a little nudge in the right direction. And that's, that's it. I mean, we're all our greatest teachers and healers. So there's no one person who's going to solve all of your problems, you know? Um, but it's just about being guided in the right direction and seeing what feels right. What doesn't feel right. And, um, I've had some incredible teachers in my life and I, I work with a coach. Like I always say this, like my coach has a coach. I coach people and I have a coach. Like we all need help and there's literally no shame in that. In fact, it's incredibly helpful. (laughs) and beneficial to every aspect of your life, whether it's a therapist or a mentor. Um, I would wish I would have done it earlier. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can attest to that too. I have I have multiple coaches in my life, <laughs> mentors, whatever you want to call them, people to I I'm when I turn I don't know something about like turning 30. When I turned 30, I was like, "Oh, I don't I don't have to hang out with people that aren't nice to me. <laughs> That's like when I hit that yes. revelation. And so I, know. I try to surround myself with people that not only challenge me to be a better person, but to that kind of accept me just for, for who I, like people that you don't feel like you have to put makeup on in front of, you know, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, turning 30 is a gift because I feel you on that where it's just like, <laughs> you take it or leave it. <laughs> you know <Yeah>. what I mean? <laughs> and I'm going to save my energy. I'm going to pour my energy into the things that really matter rather than stressing out about like what you are going to think I look like right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just to exist freely <laughs> and it's hard work. It's hard work. And it's not me every single day. It's not yeah. how I feel every single moment of every single day, but the more I practice it, the easier it gets and the easier it's made my life. I'm able to enjoy my life so much more. And then I, I find up myself linking up with people like you, you connect deeper to like-minded people when you just mm -hmm. like are authentically expressing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some motivation to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am, I'm just like beyond grateful to have even just gotten to meet you. I'm just like Aww, major so girl crushing over here. Just y'all go check out her, um, her Instagram at get a helmet underscore. And I'll put the, the links in the show notes to her film, to her website, yeah. all the things. I think you also have a, a self love notes, five day anxiety relief program too. I'll put a link to that in there. Yeah. I guess my free program. Definitely. If anyone's like struggling with any of this stuff, this is a great place to start because I know it's overwhelming to, you're like, what do I even do? There's so much information out there. Yeah. So this is just like an anchor, a place to start. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all of the amazing things you're doing in the world that just, you're making the world a better place simply oh by being in it. So Thank I'm just, you. I'm really thankful for you and I'm thankful for just the opportunity to, to share your message. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful message. And, um, yeah, that means the world and thank you for everything you're doing and all of your gorgeous work. It's such a pleasure to talk to you and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our chat with Caroline. And, um, again, I will put all of her goodness in the show notes for you to see, um, at the end of this episode. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning into my chat with Caroline. I hope you were able to take away some strategies just for loving yourself better. I am 100% going to try the technique of making it worse in a moment of anxiety. That's not a strategy I've ever thought to do before, and I'm really interested to see in how, like how that turns out. Uh, and I would love your feedback, too, if you try any of the strategies she mentioned if you're interested in listening to the episodes that of get the Get a Helmet podcast that I was referring to earlier in our chat, they are season two, episode 16, which is called I Hate My Body and I Don't Know How to Stop, and season two, episode 22, Befriending Your Body in Meditation. The first is an episode and the second is a meditation, and I highly, highly recommend both of them. 
You can also find links to her self-love notes, free five-day anxiety relief and body love program, as well as her in this body short film in the show notes. Please, please, please go, go watch the in this body short film and tell me what you think about it. Tell me what speaks to you, what, what resonates with you, what, which character you identify the most with. I'm really interested to, to, I I want this to be a conversation. I want us to talk about this more. So anyways, thanks so much for sharing this beautiful, special time with me today. You are listening to the Holistic House podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Center. Go out in the world and be well and be kind. All right. See you later.